Welcome to Bed Crime Stories Podcast. I'm your host, T. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, bed crimers. As always, I wish you the best. To anyone new here, a warm welcome. Thank you for checking out my channel. Let me just ask that after listening to or watching this video, if you learned something or enjoyed it, please do me a favor and smash that like button. Now let's dig in. Hi guys, T here. I wanted to give you some updates on two other cases. I'm going to start with the case of the Utah mom, Corey Richens, who is accused of taking her husband's life by putting a substance in his Moscow mule. The latest news is that she wrote an email to police to try and explain away the exotic vacations she took after her husband's untimely demise. Corey wrote this email while Eric's death was being investigated, and in the email she addresses questions about many different things that apparently the investigators asked her about. I'm going to read you her email now. It is dated Wednesday, April 19th, 2023. Hey there, I thought it would clarify some items on your list that you spoke to blank about. The blanks are redacted words, so I don't know what they say. Let's get back into it. The beginning of February last year, my kids had a soccer tournament in Mesquite. The day before we left, February 2nd, 2022, I tested positive for COVID. I have attached the picture of my test from on my counter in my kitchen from when I first found out, photo one. I had sent it to my mom and blank to let them know because I was just around both of them. Eric was the coach of the soccer team and I'm the annoying mom on the sideline that never stops yelling. We don't miss games or tournaments. We're a huge soccer family. When we found out I had COVID, I didn't want to miss the soccer tournament, nor did I want my kids sick, so I stayed at Casablanca. I didn't want to risk getting my boys ill during the tournament and then not play well. I brought a box of home tests with me to test every day so I could either join the boys staying at my father-in-law's or at least be with them during the game. Casablanca is about five minutes from the soccer field. Actually, here's a picture of the room number I stayed in. I had taken a picture for my mom and Eric. I was still positive every day, pictures attached. I would take pictures of my test to Eric to say, still positive, you can check Eric's phone for this. I stood on the sidelines wearing a mask and not interacting with anyone. Happy to get other soccer parents to attest to this. Eric had gotten COVID after we got home from Mesquite. You asked blank about my exotic vacations I have taken since Eric's passing. I went on two trips last year. One, my kids tried out at a soccer camp in Salt Lake City to qualify to play in Spain in June, and both my kids made it. So yes, I took them to Spain in October 2022. I have a attach their invitation letters. Also, Eric and I went to Mexico every year, sometimes twice. We traveled a lot. We have taken the boys to Mexico a few times. We like to go in January. However, January of 2022, we could not go because Eric had his hunting trip to Mexico trip of two weeks planned, and it was too much that month. This is not new for us to go to Mexico or for us to go out of the country or on a vacation with our kids. 
I took my kids and my mom came with us in August of 2022 to Mexico. As I hope you understand, the months prior to this since Eric's death have been hard to deal with. No, I have never been to Key West or the Keys in Florida. However, my nanny went with her family in June 2022, so maybe you have something mixed up. Eric's affair was the same year I moved out. The trust was created as well as him looking into a divorce. I never actually moved out. I moved my clothes out one weekend to make Eric understand I'm not kidding about leaving him if he doesn't end things with blank. I did this on a Thursday or Friday while he was out of town. I was home Monday. I never stayed another night at that other house. Eric and I figured things out like most couples do. Blank was her name. He changed her name in his phone. I wouldn't know about it, and honestly, we worked things out after that. I never went into his phone again to see if he changed it back, but you have his phone and can check. Eric and I went to blank counseling in Camus 801. We only went, and then I can't see the word, maybe it wasn't for us. Blank and blank are the same person, as I'm assuming you know that. Haha, <laughs> I'm also assuming blank told Woody her husband got a call from him and gave all this information, lol, yet he didn't ever go in to talk to detectives. Ironic how these things work. Mental health, yes. I got postpartum after my second child in 2014. Yes, I took medication for it. No, Eric and I did not have financial problems ever. Yes, Eric made more money than me. Do you make more money than your wives? Have I ever been financially reliant on Eric in the last five years? Absolutely not. Eric did not want me working because, one, his first wife cheated on him with a guy at work. Two, blank. Three, Eric wanted us to live the typical conservative life where the man takes care of his family and the wife is a homemaker. Wife, mom, and that's it. That is not my personality and not the way I was raised. I'm very independent. Even when I stayed home with my kids the first few years, I was in grad school for years because I wanted to do more and do more than be a homemaker. And I did. And when I did and started my business, it took some adjusting, but Eric and I were fine with it. We hired my nanny and everything worked out. My nanny, blank, moved out because she was engaged and she and her fiancé were moving in together. That was always supposed to be temporary. She worked full-time for Eric and I for years prior to his death. If anyone can tell you about our marriage, it's her. She lived it with us. Feel free to call her. Blank has already submitted her phone records to you to prove that your toll is incorrect. We'll also be submitting hers over to you guys today or tomorrow. I'm working on getting my However, Eric's business partner is not being cooperative, but you can call blank and ask for them and he would probably give them to you. I know what time I went to bed that night. There is no hole in my story. Hopefully by obtaining phone record documentation, you guys can see this too. Happy to clarify or provide anything else you may need. I just want this over. I want our lives back and to move on and grieve and mourn my husband without looking over my shoulder constantly for you guys or the idiot private investigator or the Richens family. Whatever I can do to help close this out, 
Just ask, I'll give it to you, or tell you whatever you want to know. Please check with the lab on those gummies. Yes, Chad, I hear you also know our good friends blank. Their son and my son play on the same soccer team. When Eric passed, blank took over coaching. You guys could even chat with them if you feel necessary. Corey Richens. My thoughts on this letter are that, number one, Corey Richens is trying real hard to show herself as a very good mother. She talks about being the annoying mom on the sideline that never stops yelling. We don't miss games or tournaments. We're a huge soccer family. All this is devised, in my opinion, to show her as the good mom, the mom who could never do in the father. She also uses previous trips that she and her husband Eric took to Mexico every year to justify the trips that she took with her boys to Spain and also to Mexico. She said she went to Mexico in August of 2022 and Eric died in March of 2022. So that's about six months after his death. It's not a crime to take a vacation with your children after your husband has died. But of course, in this case, it does seem a little questionable, simply because Eric had expressed fears that his wife had poisoned him previously. I do feel like Corey is being a little bit elitist in this letter, talking about how many vacations they took and how it's not uncommon for them to go out of the country for a vacation with their children. She mentions her nanny several times. This is a lady who wants to live la dolce vita. And hey, I get it, you know, I want staff too, right? I'd love to have somebody clean my house. And then Corey goes on to, in my opinion, victim shame Eric. He's not here to defend himself. And she talks about him having an affair. I don't know if that's true or not. I haven't seen anything about that. There seems to be a lot of chatter here about cheating. She says that Eric cheated. She said that his previous wife had cheated on him. She then goes into Eric wanting her to live a conservative life with him where the man takes care of his family and his wife, and then the wife is a homemaker and stays home. She says that's not her personality and not the way she was raised. So I think she is leaking some information here about her discontent, perhaps, in this marriage. I'm kind of getting the feeling that she wants the money that Eric was making and that he perhaps came with through his family who seem to be well-to-do. They have a trust in place, not that all trusts are multi-million dollar trusts, but you know what I mean. And it also sounds like she wanted the money, but she may not have wanted to hang out with the husband who brought that money into the picture. Of course, she hasn't been found guilty yet. I'm just adding my two cents here and speculating. She also mentions a trip that Eric was taking to go hunting. And to me, the way she talks about it seems like she's expressing some discontent about that as well. That maybe she's home and stuck with the kids while he's out having fun with his friends. She also said that she and Eric did not have any financial problems, but according to the records that have been released about the case, she was in some major debt, maybe unbeknownst to Eric. 
at the time Eric died. I'm also surprised at how she addresses these detectives. I'm not sensing a grieving mother and wife here who wants to be polite with the investigators. On the one hand, she says, I'll tell you whatever you want to know. But then on the other hand, she's saying, I just want to get this over with. I want to get on with my life. I don't want to look behind me and see you guys. I don't want to see Eric's family back there either. She then mentions how she and the officer have a common friend. Is that a way to sort of create a bond between them and say, hey, if you talk to them, they'll tell you what a great mother I am and how I behaved at the soccer games and yada, yada, yada. I don't know. I'm not impressed. What do you guys think? Let me know in the messages. I'm going to end this video now and do another video on the other case I wanted to update you on. I hope you're having a great evening and I'll talk to you soon.